This podcast series is supported by members at Patreon. If you want to support this podcast series, head to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. When we least expect it, what seems like a small event in our lives turns out to cause a large ripple that changes our course. You start off small, then you want to expand, and then a little bit more, until you build a brewery. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron, and I'm a Cascadian. I have a background in radio and television broadcasting, I'm a music producer, and I have a passion for beer. I don't consider myself an expert in beer by any means, but I do enjoy and respect the craft and the passion of the brewmasters. I want to learn from these pioneers on what sets them apart from the rest, and why they choose to call Cascadia their home. What is Cascadia? Cascadia is a bioregion and proposed country located in the Pacific Northwest on the North American continent. It is made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this episode, I'm in Birdsview, Washington. Where is Birdsview? Good question. Set yourself in Washington State. Make your way to Skagit County and get off I-5 and head out east onto the North Cascades Highway, also known as State Route 20. There you'll find Birdsview Brewing Company. My name is Bill Voigt. I am uh, the owner brewer. And I'm Julie Voigt, and I'm one of the brewers. <laughs> She's also my youngest daughter. Where does the name Birdsview come from? Well, this particular area, uh, about oh, a mile and a half up the road, closer to the river from here, uh, there was actually a, uh, a town called uh, uh, Birdsview. It was founded by a, a local timber baron named uh, Birdsey Minkler. There was a hotel, a store, uh, a sawmill, and they had a ferry that would cross the river. It burned down years ago and they never, never rebuilt it, but the name Birdsview stuck. We just kind of took that name and because we're in the Birdsview area. Yeah. So. And anybody from around here will tell you this is not concrete. Yeah. We have a concrete zip code. But this is Birdsview. Yeah, we're, we're in the concrete mailing area, but not, yeah. And we actually have in our field out there the original Birdsview railroad sign. Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say, yeah, because um, the bike trail that runs parallel to the highway here, that used to be the, the rail line, right? Right, right. Through, the, through here? Yeah. Well, how long have you been at this site? Because this site is beautiful on the highway. This July uh, will be 10 years. Cool. And why did you start brewing here? Well, because I live right over there. <laughs> and uh, it seemed like a good place to start a brewery. Right. Ten years ago, I was home brewing, and, and I never expected it to be what it is today. Did you just start home brewing for fun? Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. You want to hear the whole story? Yeah, yeah, let's hear okay. the whole story, yeah. It's a fun story. Uh, I used to be a member of the volunteer fire department here in Birdsview. Right. And uh, one particular year, they had a uh, raffle for a shotgun. And I happened to win the raffle for the shotgun. And, of course, my wife, being anti-gun as she is, uh, told me, well, you're not going to have a gun in the house. I said, well, but, yeah, it might come in handy for safety purposes. But anyhow, uh, she, uh, she won out like she always does anyway. And uh, instead of taking the $300 for the shotgun, I bought a homebrew kit. And uh, 
the rest is history. What was the first batch? Oh, the first batch of beer I made was a uh, an American ale, and I did all the all the I read up, you know, and the Joy Home Brewing. If anybody wants to start brewing, I recommend that book. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I got all my stuff together first before I got any equipment, and once I did that, then uh, made my first batch of beer. And about every 10 minutes, I was checking the fermenter to see if I had any action going on. And, of course, I didn't because I knew it was going to take at least 12, 24 hours. The next day, I came out and I checked on it, and it, it was alive. It was a living thing. And it was so cool. I just felt like a mad scientist because I'd created that. Now, was it an all grain or was it just a— No, it was a, just a kit. It was an extract. Initially, that was my first, my, my, my first brew batch. And then when it was done, I, I put it in a keg and I stuck it in the fridge and carbonated up. And then uh, two weeks later, I poured a glass and it was real beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy crap, it was real beer. And I had three of those beers and I got a nice warm fuzzy buzz. And I said, hey, <laughs> no more Budweiser for this guy. And that's how it happened. Yeah. Were you lucky enough to try that first batch? I don't know if I did. I think I was like 16 at the time. No, no I was so I was maybe yeah. 14 at the time. Yeah, she did. She, no, she didn't partake in it way back then. No. Yeah. And I'm kind of kicking myself now because he did this all out in a shop where he had a pool table and everything. And so I used to go out there and hang out with my friends all the time. And there was a full fridge of beer, and I never thought <laughs> had the time to get into it. I'm so disappointed in myself now. So when did you start brewing with them? Um, I actually just celebrated the end of last month, March. I just celebrated my four-year brewiversary. And was that back on the homebrew kit or was your first batch No, in it here? was in here. Yeah. yeah. She came to me uh, four years ago and said, hey, Dad, I'd like to learn how to brew. And I said, well, you know, Julie, uh, but she was working here before that. She was bartending, you know, bartending and, and, and waiting and helping her mom in the deli. And um, I was really hesitant about, about that. At, at the time, I said, well, you know, there's a lot of lifting involved, it, you know, it's hot, you get sweaty, you know, it's very, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of labor. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. I thought about it for, oh, maybe a day or two, and then I thought, okay, well, she's pretty persistent about it. She wants to do it still. <clears throat> so I thought, okay, I'm going to stick her in the cooler, filling kegs and cleaning Grundy tanks. Mm-hmm. And, the fun uh, jobs, yeah. Oh, that. Tell, <laughs> let me tell you, I, I I hate doing that. I hate doing that. I think Julie likes it because she wears her headphones and she don't care. But uh, so I stuck her in the cooler, and I showed her what to do. To this day, she's still here. She's still doing it. And uh, so yeah, that was her sort of uh, initiation. Yeah. That she passed with flying colors, and uh, she uh, never ceases to amaze me. What What does she bring? to uh, the whole process that you think you wouldn't have come up on your own? Well, she, she brings a whole other uh, uh, level of ideas to, to the process. A lot of the new beers that we've made have been her idea initially. And there's a lot of taps in there, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we talk, you know, we, we talk back and forth about ingredients to use and, and what we should try. And uh, sometimes it isn't always... Uh, 100% agreement, you know, because she has different ideas than I do, and, and and that's great, and that's how it should be. But yeah, it's fun. It's it, it's fun brewing with her. You know, we we, we get along just fine, and uh, yeah. I think we make a good team. I feel like he was kind of stuck in a rut 
before with just keeping up with what we had on tap, what people liked. And, you know, I kind of wanted to come in with a different approach and try some things that weren't, you know, all of our staple beers kind of branch out a little bit. So, and for the most part, I think we're pretty much on the same page with yeah. recipes and, yeah. you know, things like that. She likes her beers a little bit more hoppier than I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm you know, an IPA fan. Which mm-hmm. is fine, you know. Um, and we did, in fact, we made her the anniversary beer that for her four-year anniversary, we made a uh, oatmeal pale ale. Mm-hmm. And actually, it turned out quite well. Yeah. yeah. It's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> it was my favorite on tap. So do you brew every batch together or do you kind of alternate? We do because he's not ready to leave yet. I keep telling <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's more than capable that to do everything on her own, but then she put me out of a job. <laughs> well, because you built this place yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. How long did it take to create this? It took a year and a half to finally get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it was kind of a, a huge undertaking, mm-hmm. you know. I had help uh, from my brother, and I had help from my mom. And uh, without both of them, it never would have got done. Why did you choose this design of the building? It's a style of a yurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main the main tap room is octagon, and uh, the brew room is a hexagon. So the 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 tap room is about a thousand square feet, and the brew room is about four hundred square feet. I wasn't sure exactly what sort of a building I wanted to create initially in the beginning. I knew I wanted to do something different, and uh, a friend of mine from Marblemount, Bob Sinkew. Uh, I was talking with him one time, and he brought down some photographs of a shop that he built up in his place in Marble Mount, small little shop. And uh, it was a octagon yurt design. And I said, I like that. Can you make that like 10 times bigger? And so that's how that came to be. What, what sort of advantages do you get from the structure? Well, there's no interior supporting walls. It's all open, yeah. you know, and uh, the roof supports itself. So the more, the more weight on the roof, the stronger the building is. It's what uh, Attila the Hun used to travel, travel with ba- back in the day, you know. He'd set up his yurts and, uh, you know, they'd pick them up and they'd move them. Of course, we can't move this one as easy as he, they were able to move theirs. Did you think it would be as successful as you have been at this location? No. No, I, I I had no clue. Uh, I didn't even do a business plan. I I just had an idea, and I kind of tell people it, it's kind of like when my wife and I first got this thing going. Picture the two of us standing on a bridge, looking down at the water far below, and we just kind of held hands and and jumped together and hoped that we would hit deep water. And that's pretty much what we did. No, I, I, I really didn't think it would be how it is today. But they, so they've both been self-employed for what the last thirty years. Yeah, yeah. But they never run a restaurant, <laughs> a brewery before. So this was kind of a whole new undertaking for sure. And I think we've definitely learned along the way a lot of things together um, because. He's just kind of like has an idea and wants to go for it and we'll figure it out after, you know, whereas the rest of us are kind of like, well, maybe that's not always the best approach, you know. So, yeah, my my kids bring more common sense or reality to the picture than 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 I would. Uh, I would just 
<clears throat> get this idea and I say, okay, let's do it without thinking about it. But then, you know, I think a lot of people, if you think about doing something too much, you never end up doing it. Yeah. You know, you just have to just do it. Just go for it and take it where, you know, the, the, the funny thing about when we were building this place, I don't want to say it's destiny, but I just want to say that it seems like when you undertake a project that you firmly believe in, it's a dream you have. It seems like along the way, especially when we were doing this, things just sort of fell into place, you know, a step at a time. And it was almost like it was meant to be, you know. Uh, but but then again, that's just my outlook on life. <laughs> well, and that being said, there definitely we definitely have had our fair share of struggles and things oh, that yeah. have happened over the years. Um, hit a couple couple of rough patches, but yeah. Well, as, as with any business, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, we've talked about the success of it. You had recognition from the county, right? And like you were voted like best brewery in the county a few years ago, and yeah, you know, and yeah, we, best yeah. brewery and best. We tied for best live music venue too, yeah. which was exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Skagit County government initially in the beginning, you know. I kind of maybe did a few things that I wasn't supposed to do along the way that wasn't within the boundaries of, 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 of what they were going to allow me to do. And I kind of pushed those boundaries a tad bit. And But now everything's copacetic. And, and, and uh, the older I get, the more I realize that, you know, that song, I fought the law and the law won. Well, that's kind of like that, you know. I just... <laughs> the more you fight them, the harder they get. So if you had that recognition from the county, how far is your reach? Can you only get it in Skagit County, or are, are you branching no, out No, we're, we're working with a really great distributor who's based out of Bellingham. Um, so we're up in Whatcom County in a couple locations, Snohomish County, Island Counties. Um, yeah, you know, we, we have a small local area that we serve, you know, um, but then Walton Beverage, our distributor, takes takes it outside the county, which which is good. We we have a hard time keeping up sometimes with with what they want. Yeah. Um, and that's not a bad thing. But you know, we'll just we we're just dealing with it. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Good to be busy. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, so. Where does where does the brewery go from here? Or do you just keep the status quo and just focus on the local community? Or oh, hell no. no, I don't want to. Well, see, that's that's where we differ a little bit. I I me myself, I am content with where we are mm-hmm. because that's me, and, and I I know I know what it takes to the work involved. I I I truly want my kids to take it over, and the direction they want to take it is fine with me. I will. Support them 100%. I will be there as an advisor, uh, a consultant, you know. Um, but uh, I'd like to see them take it to the next level. And you were talking about kegs, but I don't really see space for like a bottling line or anything here, right? So. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we're not that big. <laughs> yeah. No, we we don't have that capacity yet. Not saying that we won't ever, but we've looked into like mobile canning or mobile bottling, things like that to kind of get us out there a little bit more. But 
it's difficult right now because well, you know the people a lot of people don't realize that they say, oh that's cool I want to start a brewery and that's great you know I encourage anybody that wants to do it it's a lot of work though. It, it's it's a lot of work and yeah. and the big the big drawback for everybody is it takes so much money mm-hmm. I mean if you're gonna do it great uh, but you better be prepared to spend the money that you yeah. can, either you have friends or you whatever because it does take a lot of money and that's why we're kind of we kind of do things as we can afford it you know well i i'd love to get a bigger bigger system i'd love to i'd love to put in a production facility but and we've definitely talked about that but it's certainly not something that's going to happen tomorrow (laughs) you know and right now we're just trying to we want to expand our kitchen we want to put in a complete kitchen and that's going to take a little uh, capital investment on that end too, and so you know it's just priorities. What what is one thing uh, you'd like anybody that would come to visit take home with them at the at the end of the day, apart from a growler? Um, we are really fun. <laughs> We're really cool, and we make great beer. Yeah, you know, uh, it's all family, and I like to think that people that come in here for the first time. Uh, see that and realize that oh wow not too many places like that around you know we definitely try to create a fun comfortable atmosphere for customers whether they're regulars who come in every day or somebody who's never been in before and I think people pick up on that yeah that energy I think so yeah what's your favorite beer to pair with your favorite food oh man my personal favorite beer happens to be the uh, golden pale that's uh, that's the one I like. And if I was to pair it with anything, I would probably pair it with uh, prawns. Because <laughs> I do like prawns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I go back and forth. I really liked the OPA, but now that's gone. Um, I like the GPA as well. I like the IPA too. And my favorite food to pair it with is probably more beer. <laughs> Oh, and salsa, salsa and chips would would pair well with any. Or beer. pizza. Well, we don't have yeah, pizza, well, but pizza and pizza, beer. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? There's no be better combination. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think any beer goes good with pizza. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Big thank you to Bill and Julie for letting me visit and try some of their great beers. If you stop by their tap room or find their beers at your local spot, I could recommend their Ditzy Blonde and Three Way IPA. Thanks for listening to this first episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast. I would like to thank my girlfriend Catherine for the support in helping me start this project, as well as proofreading my material. My friends and family for their support and feedback as well. Laura Murphy for taking my horrible sketch design of the logo and cleaning it up to make it look very slick. Danny Moffat for providing vocals and guitar in the theme music. And also Prev for mixing and mastering the theme music in his studio. For more information and to follow this podcast series, head to cascadian.beer. Until next time, remember, support your local.